the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem 2022-23 season loading, my guy. Patrick, how we doing? Doing wonderful, James. Very jazzed up. Mm, we blink once and we go from prepping our season review episode to our season preview episode. Sometimes it'd be like that. That's just the podcasting game. A lot of things carried over, oddly <laughs> enough. Uh-huh. Uh, you know... The, Nothing nothing has changed. No no more balls have been kicked. No mm. more whistles have been blown. Mm. No more VAR squares have been drawn into the sky. You can't do There's a preview nothing, yeah. without an inherent review. So right. I think we're just being economical with our We're just our taking decisions. The, the baton from one leg to the other as, mm-hmm. as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. The solo baton. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they do that? Do they have a race where one person just runs with a baton the whole time? <laughs> no, no. It's a, I, as an I, additional I, encumberment to the race. Yeah, let's move, keep it moving, James. Okay. I just well, Patrick, a joke in my head, and I'd like to, I'd like to stay away from that. Understood. Understood. It is a new year. Uh, in our defense, though, just to get it out there, we had a really awesome, different kind of summer so teed up for you all. Uh, but the tech did get in the way, and we did have to bin it. We did have to bin it. But the good news is, we'll keep that silver bullet loaded as far as an episode format and use it when we need it most. Yeah, there's some lost files, but yeah. I think in the end, we got some good content for you, and we're we just we just wet the whistle. So I think round two will probably even be better. Uh, maybe everyone will come with uh, an understanding of the topic this time. So that's right. Excited. That's right. Very excited. We will all be on the same page next time, and that's not going to mean a lot to you guys right now, but it will soon. Stay tuned, Patrick. How was your summer without footy? Did you learn a new hobby? Yeah, dude, I got really into the Orioles. Like, unironically. Mm. Love baseball again. It's so great, great hobby. That's what that's what non-competitive summer football uh, will do for you. Remember, we were supposed to have a World Cup. I'm sure yeah. we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, without just it, hooked James, on regular season baseball. Yeah, once, nothing like once, it. What was it? The the NBA f- playoffs ended, which was brilliant, by the way. Uh, had nothing to do. Got real into the Orioles, and yeah, it just it's really reignited something in me, James. And I'm, I'm hoping to carry that energy through into Arsenal and just have two mm. good things going going at once. So I guess I'll take the positives with it, James, but I, I miss it dearly. How about yeah. you? Uh, not so much a hobby as it was wedding season, Patrick. It was big-time wedding season this past summer. Got a mm-hmm. couple boys. Uh, bachelor partied up, married oh, up, yeah. wifed up. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. I tried to learn a thing or two from the man himself about how to throw my weight around at a wedding and uh, mm-hmm. there were some hits and misses there's yeah. hits and misses that's the that's how you know you're doing it right but just like the podcasting game that's the wedding game right it's mm-hmm. like you want to break some rules that's how you know you're ambitious <laughs> well guys we usually just post big things coming and wait to see if somebody calls <laughs> us out on it but uh we've actually added a fresh coat of paint that's already rolling out in real time live updates did you hear that intro Mm, you might hear a few things throughout the episode too. We've also gotten to the Twitter game. Check us out at the Prem de la Prem. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life, where we will be delivering real-time news, recycling, 
and maybe the odd original funny. Patrick, my goal is to get called out for stealing a scoop, um, but jokes on them because we don't have journalistic integrity. Mm, that's so great. Like, how can you kill that which has no life? You know what? I I I was one of the first to officially pro- proclaim Jed Spence to Tottenham. On a, I, I believe I said it on air. I said it was happening. Yeah. Well, I I also think back to the time where I think we genuinely broke Mourinho to Spurs. We were on air. It hadn't happened yet. We talked about it on the podcast. We get off the cup, the the air, check Twitter, and it, it already happened. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If only, yeah, if only our editing team was faster, we might have gotten the credit we deserve for that yes, one. Yes, please credit us and not David Ornstein. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, this is the wrong t- Twitter war, but I think he would take the high road. So I think we could we could really we could really whip the votes in the public opinion. I do not think he would engage. No, th- not not yet. I think, I think not Fa- yet. Fabrizio is is ready to throw those hands. I think Fabrizio. Oh, he's we, right. Pissed off. If we claimed Fabrizio's take, he would shut us down as a loser. I actually think he did that. Or earlier this summer to somebody yeah. who got a take Yeah, he shut, a guy, he shut a guy down. Uh, yeah. No, the guy was like, Fabrizio did one of his non-update updates where it was like, negotiations are continuing. Neither party has changed stances. Watch this space or like something like that. And the guy was like, how about some real news, Fabrizio? <laughs> and he goes, bro, why don't you just take it to FIFA? You make it happen in five minutes. He just like loses his entire internet persona. And then he's like, I'm back. Sorry, guys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. That well, follow James on that journey because that one's going to be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. Talking about fun journeys that are going to be fun to watch. DM us, get involved, get in touch if you want to get in on season four. That's almost as many seasons as Love Island of Fantasy Premier League. It's an experience that some fans are calling the bare minimum. We have a new season locked and loaded and ready for a high level of competition. Patrick, are you going to make it a whole season? Well, I believe. I mean, I, I've made it. I've made it a whole season, James. Let's well, let's let's be honest. My team. It might so you stopped short of logging on to delete your team, is what you're saying? We might have limped to the finish line a season <laughs> or two, but we we fought. We were tough. You know, some of my players even got transferred, James, yeah. out of the league, and it's yeah. tough to tough yeah. to contend with. So no, we're back. Uh, we yeah, are. They don't put that in the trainer up. in the trainer manual when you sign up. It's like some of your players might am, not play every week. I'm very confident in my team. I don't know if I'm winning the league, but I think I'm winning the league at the first international break. I think I'm I think I'm in the driver's seat, and I think that that is going to carry me Ooh. pretty far this year, James. I think I'm just hot out of the gate, and I I know that the the league is won with the moves you make down the line, and I don't know if I got that in my bag, but I think my team out of the gate is yeah. You're is the be a you're the Conor game. McGregor of uh, fantasy Premier yep. League. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can beat Patrick to November, odds are you're gonna you're gonna win. Yeah. And even if you don't, you got a pretty good shot. Yeah. Well, we're men of our word when it really matters. I'd say that's probably a fair assessment. And we uh, <laughs> we plan on linking up with the champ, Jack Ridgeway. He's a hard man to get a hold of, but he has promised to come onto the pod and talk to us about how he did it. He had some crazy percentiles of ranking. Yeah. So big ups Proud to Jack. To, Proud to be affiliated with him, in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. Just to have his email address is really. He's quite- a good representative. Good, good, uh, good person to represent as a winner mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, while he'll he'll keep his promise, we will also keep our promise. We're going to get him that jersey of his mm-hmm. uh, in any manner of which he chooses. So be on the lookout for that. We'll probably link up with him going into. 
the first episode of the season, week one recap. But here we are, Patrick, on the precipice of the new season. We got the season preview. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year. We're going to go through transfer headlines, break down some of the key stories that happened over the summer. We'll get into the master little bit, leave it. If you all mm. remember, we took something that just became nothing short of a burden when we tried to do it every <laughs> week. Just like coming up with more takes that were way too hard to keep track of. I we think were we, just, we, we were just, just wanted to hear the sound bite. We were hard forcing Stephen A. Smith onto you, and there's a time <laughs> and a place for that. Uh, and so we, we're, we're doing it uh, a little a little bit at a time. Maybe, you know, what, two, two three times a season, James? Maybe, maybe more, maybe less. We'll see how it plays mm-hmm. itself out. But, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, we did okay, I'd say, last year. Okay. Oh. oh, Patrick, I looked at what I did last year to help set this year's agenda, and uh, it was not pretty. I unironically <laughs> had Marcelo Bielsa as my manager of the year. <laughs> you know, I think Bruno you still... was my player of the year. <laughs> it ain't easy doing this podcast game. <laughs> but let's start with our transfer headlines, Patrick. And perhaps the best place to start is the gravitational pull and orbit that is Mescaun Club Barcelona, just dangling around with all these Premier League clubs and ultimately pulling every kind of lever they have in their arsenal uh, for a club that was described last year as clinically dead by its own vice president, (laughs) 1.3 billion euros in debt. They are somehow ruling the roost this summer transfer market, Patrick. Explain it to me like I'm five. Um, so they got a loan. Didn't they get like a $600 million loan? From what I understand, it was a combination of a loan. And then they also sold their TV shares to a third party. Now, don't ask me how that works. I'm just repeating what I read. But they sold some of their La Liga TV rights. And that counts as revenue. So that That does, yes, correct. Yeah, so that counts. Does the loan itself count as revenue? I'm unsure. Well, if it did, and it, I guess it, sh- it shouldn't really, but I guess it could. Well, I mean, with their accountants, I'm sure it is. That basically allows them. They have a certain amount of influx of money that allows them to kind of go out and spend that much. I think that that's the financial fair play rules. Uh, I think if we're thinking long term. Uh, I do wonder if we're if if this is like a key moment in a documentary where yes. Barcelona turns yes. into dust and that happens in the next 10 to 20 years because I don't know how this is sustainable save them just absolutely dominating financially and then somehow you know paying people pennies I I, I just this this does oh. not seem to be like a sustainable business practice no this is this is the turning point in the documentary where the somber piano comes on because it's like they're driving a car down a highway the pullover now sign has popped up and they're just pedal to the metal I, I I had read that they had a salary limit of uh ever so every La Liga club gets allocated a salary limit which is kind of um weighted and and uh pro like prorated as far as what they mean to the league and how much business they do and how much revenue revenue they earn. Uh, Barcelona's was negative 144 million this year. So that means it was meant to be a selling summer, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> that was their salary spending limit this year. And then lo and behold, I can't even say they've signed these players because I don't think they have, but they have paper agreements with Lewandowski 
Jules Koundé, Rafinha, Frank Kessier, and Andreas Christensen, which would give him a hell of a team. But then again, Patrick, have they signed for the club? I don't know I think if they can they, get registered. I think they just pulled an. I'm, I'm not. This isn't a meme. I do think that they just pulled another one of those financial levers to register uh, Rafinha uh, and Lewandowski, and then one of those one of those other three. Oh, I see. And which lever was that? It was like I don't know. I don't it's know. Like, it's like the quote, the quote tweet, like "Trust me, bro." Yeah, it's just some dude at Morgan Stanley is just laughing his ass off at the deal he struck. And he's just like, yeah, I'll just give him all this money, and then we're 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 just going to own Barcelona. In just a few this years. leveraged interest deal. Yeah, and the thing is, if it is Morgan Stanley, is it not that's running this? I'm not sure. I'm I think it's sure, Morgan but Stanley. But I also think that's where Ed Woodward came from, so it checks out. And this does – I, I could see this being kind of like the beginning of a financial coup. Like you have enough leverage and loans and – you know, financial stake. Like they're, it, it kind of feels like they're putting up the club as collateral almost yeah. on these loans. And so I wouldn't be so, so shocked to see, um, you know, something like, something like that come, come to fruition down, down the line. I do kind of just feel though, that like Barcelona is too big to fail and that there's no, like they'll, they'll just find their way. Something will save them. Yeah. Like some, somebody will come in by the club. And just be like, I'll pay off all the debt. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, like Wall, I, Wall I Street in two thousand nine. Yeah, like, I really don't think Barcelona is truly, truly going to go down that like deep, dark path. But I just think it's too much of an institution. But I do think that they could really struggle uh, if if there actually are enforced enforced rules. It seems like they have right. n- no ground to stand on. No, absolutely. And why not, not do this to keep Messi? By the way, <laughs> like, why do this now? <laughs> Why just would just do it last year and keep Messi? Ridiculous. They didn't think Messi was going to call the bluff. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick is Barcelona through all of this activity just wrestling over the least likable team in Europe from PSG. Um, no, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think I still think that there's just something nostalgic about Barcelona that you know I don't. I'm not rooting for Barcelona to fail. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not. Like I think they might, and I would be like, you deserve. It's the smugness. I, you, you it's the smugness it. of it all for me. Yeah, yeah, and then, and that's what I think is just. Um, I don't know. I almost, I almost find it endearing. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the right thing to say, James. But that's my honest feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that uh, Men in Black clicker it makes you forget everything. You just take a picture of Lewandowski with the famous shirt. It's like, oh, okay. This is fine. Yeah, I really do. I mean, look if they if they go on to win uh, the Champions League, right? Or if, you know that's that's gonna that's that's gonna justify it all. They're mm-hmm. gonna get so much money. Yeah. They're gonna just you know they're gonna go down that good old path. I do think they should. Um, you know, maybe they're just accruing talent. Like they they could sell those like Pedri, Gavi. They could sell those guys for like two hundred fifty million. The two of them. Yeah, they won't though. No, I know. <laughs> those, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Like if they needed to. They've got assets, so I think the whole the whole world will be looking at chops if there's ever a fire sale over there. Right, right. We'll see if it ever gets to that point. I mean, the the fact of the matter is they are going to be unable to register. I don't know what levers have been pulled. I don't know who technically is registered, who isn't registered, but I know that all of their new signings have not been formally registered, and they can't do so until certain existing players either take massive wage cuts or leave or get sold. Now... Obviously, this isn't a Premier League club, and we're Prem de la Prem, but Rafinha is a good example of a double gazump. You don't get that very often. It was kind of like, 
Arsenal's in first, and then Chelsea's like, oh, fuck you, Arsenal, like, we got him. And then Barcelona's in there, takes him away. Obviously, Christensen from Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea was in for Jules Koundé as well. It's kind of been just like a Chelsea trolling, in a, in mm-hmm. a sense. It's but, been beautiful uh, to see after Chelsea just seemed to just have its way with the market for a number of years, and then one little change in ownership, a little front office. Yeah, and they take a little time to find their footing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I don't want Chelsea. Chelsea is also an institution. I don't expect them to kind of go down a big, big spiral. But a little <laughs> bit of hardship didn't hurt, did it? Feels <laughs> lose nice. out on a couple transfers here and there. Yeah, but they face it on the one side, and uh, Manchester United are very much facing it on the other side of things, where they are just hoping that a financial collapse takes place at Barcelona. So a, f- a player in Frankie de Jong, who has no desire to go to United, eventually gets forced over here. That's how we do business. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, James. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a do you have a plan B? Because I think that one's going to the end of the window. Nope. Nope. Aaron T- er, no, Eric Ten Hag says that's his priority. <laughs> Understood. We're going to run this one to the wire, baby. I was going to say, this is just a waiting game. It's a game of chicken. <laughs> oh, most so. important position in our entire team? Yeah, let's take it to the deadline. Oh, God, it's a bad... I mean, what's Ooh. the... Um, what 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 do you think you do if you don't get them? Is there, who's the panic buy? Who's the panic buy for, oh. for, for like 60 mil that's worth maybe 20? Oh, Patrick, I mean, the scary thing is we haven't even... Like, those those names haven't even come up in the sphere yet. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be something. It's because central defensive mid is so, um, as far as world class talent and players who would walk into a starting eleven in a top six club in the Premier League, they're either they're either untouchable or have already moved. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I saw Bubakar Kamara thinking about Jack Ridgeway went to Aston Villa and he was one who was on our radar. So uh, don't know what happened there, but could have been an interesting one to look into. Could have been. Yeah, all the other ones seem to have issues yeah so it's been a it's it's a it's been a weird summer james because i feel like some of the 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 biggest bits of business were done early mm-hmm. and easily and uh to to the degree where darwin nunez doesn't even really feel like a new signing uh, just because of how old that was no it's also, like uh yeah nunez was confirmed early Holland was um, Holland was confirmed, confirmed probably like the week new, after the the right. title. A number it was very very clear that that's what was happening mm-hmm. even before it was was official. Um, and even even though it took a little bit of a little bit of time to become official, I feel like Gabriel Jesus was a relative, you know, walk in the park transfer uh, start to yep. finish uh, for mm-hmm. Arsenal as well. Sterling came out of nowhere for me. It makes sense. It seems I think there were murmurings. One of the few places he could yeah. go. You thought he yeah. was discontent, but the jump to Chelsea wasn't the first thought for me. I thought abroad for him. Right, right. No, I guess it just goes to show that some players still have that desire to stay local. Like he's from London, so I guess it kind of makes sense he would go to another competing club down there, more local to home. But I, I do think back to your original, uh, what you originally brought up, the whole Darwin Nunez Holland. Um, rivalry or or going to the two to their respective top two rivals has has kind of dominated the headlines as far as transfers coming into the premier league um who uh, crystal ball okay well actually maybe we hold this because i don't want this to be a direct corollary to our top four predictions (laughs) but i I was gonna ask you who do you think's gonna like get the better of the other person um which might be a bit too leading but 
Holland is almost this more known, proven quantity, whereas Darwin Nunez had a big breakout season with Benfica last last year, and now it's how is he going to fit into this Liverpool team in a way that's replacing Mane, but they don't exactly play the same position. And funnily enough, the Community Shield played out almost opposite. Holland was missing sitter after sitter, and Nunez comes on and clinches it. Yeah, and so I've 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 long I've long said I thought it was going to take Holland a little bit to find his mm. footing. I don't know anything about this Nunez guy. I'm not trying to say I think alternative. I just think Holland's coming in with a lot of hype into the best team in the league, most dominant team for a number of years. The expectations are sky high. He's going to get a lot less space to work with. A lot of teams are going to park the bus. It's going to be harder for him to like run on. Like he, how many how many of the goals did he score at Dortmund where he's he's running and it's open field? He's not going to right. get that as much. Right, there's so hitting I, him in space. I don't think this is a a bust or anything like that. I still think he's probably if he's going to be on the in, certainly in the top five for Golden Boot, mm-hmm. barring an barring an injury. I just think it's going to take him a little bit of time to you adjust. Think there's going to be a betting period. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so, and I think City's got enough uh, enough talent in and around the team that it's not they don't need him to perform Nunez for me I think and I'm going off this one game this community shield game uh but he has I think he fits into the 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 style of play for Liverpool it looks like he's a big guy likes to press got a good pace to him physical I think he's going to fit right in into that really what if we're being honest with ourselves been a hole in that lineup for a couple of years now Firmino's been off the pace for a number of years and they've been playing kind of, you know, Mane, Salah, Jata across the front. And as effective as it was, that's not that's not what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, you know, getting Jata in there, getting uh, uh, Diaz in there uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with Salah on the other side, right, that's a lot of really, really talented uh, players. So I think Nunez is going to have a lot going around him in space. And I think he's going to fit right into that pressing system quicker. Mm. Uh, and I think they're both going to have a positive impact on their team. With every city transfer, Holland's unnecessary. I think Nunez levels up Liverpool a bit, uh, but Holland. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean Holland. Like they're they're good. Like, I mean, I I just think they're so good, City, that they'll find a way. That doesn't have to be Holland. It can be, but it could have been. It could have been mm-hmm. anybody. You know, and I think City would have found a way. Whereas I think Liverpool. This adds a different. This makes them more dynamic, I think, in a way where I, see, I think City's going to be the same city, just with a more least lethal, kind of elite-level striker. Oh, interesting. I think we're doing a lot of foreshadowing to what we're going to come on to later. Um, I, I, I think I can summarize it this way in the context of Nunez versus Holland. I think whichever team adapts their style slightly to these two players' skills, and if you were to summarize them, they're both prototypical number nines not not necessarily target men but they are the goal scorers the goal hangers they're not exactly false nines the way a Firmino or Jota is at Liverpool or the way uh Gabriel Jesus was at Manchester City and I think whoever tailors their approach slightly better to fit these forwards faster is going to get a bit of a leg up yeah and they do they're remarkably similar and and again this is in my one real game of watching Darwin. I know. Darwin I know. Nunez. Uh, but he, he, he reminds me of, of Holland. He's a, he's a big number nine. And those are, those are fun players. Uh, right. It's not. Who are a, also very mobile. And that's, I was going to say, yeah. this isn't the, yeah. way well, let's not lump era. Lukaku we, into this. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got some guys that, that are the, the, the total package 
uh, yeah. uh, up top. So I'm excited to see him go at it. And what, you know, I don't think this is a spoiler alert, will be the top two teams in the league. Uh, again, wow. get, people might as well just it. turn off the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Or maybe. Or did I? Oh. Or did oh. I? Oh. Pretty hype on Arsenal's preseason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Lukaku, Patrick, he went back to Inter Milan. Shocker. I think that was all parties just gave it a, yeah, that's fine. I think we're just about done here. Yeah. <laughs> on loan, technically, on loan. I think he still has another year on his contract after the fact, but uh, I don't think I see him playing in another in Chelsea serve. I would not be shocked to see him say he's got unfinished business when he comes back from loan before he gets a He just does an interview elsewhere. in Italy halfway through that's like, man... They just don't treat me the same way they treated me at Chelsea. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah. Chelsea, we, we Chelsea's Chelsea's had an interesting interesting window. Uh, more outgoing uh, news for me than than the incoming. Quite yeah, yet. do you think they've done enough? Like Koulibaly and Sterling in, but does I that don't. offset the uh, the outgoings? Yeah. No, no, and it and it seems it seems as though they need more outgoings uh, just from a squad balance perspective. It, it feels like you got three to four people that either need to be moved on uh, or don't want to be there. And I don't know that they've been replaced, and primarily at the back. I think that midfield is fine. Get people out, don't. But if you're working with, you know, Kovacic, uh, you know, Jorginho, Conte, uh, Carragher, Billy Gilmore's back on the side, Mason Mouse in there, that midfield's fine. Uh, the, the, you know, Sterling into, into the forward mix, I – Still don't know that I love Kai Havertz as your number nine, yeah. but they'll they'll be they'll be fine in the in an attack. It's that defense that has me worried outside oh. of their wing backs who should oh. be fantastic. That that mm. those center backs are lean. Biggest problem lean. for me, Patrick, is where are the goals coming from. That's my biggest problem with them. Uh, I think Sterling, Sterling and Mount. Okay. Do you think? No, either, I don't think it's. Do you a think good they thing. have twenty? Do you think they have twenty goals no, this season? No, I don't. I don't think it's a good thing, but I think that's where they're coming from. Okay, right. Well, I guess therein lies my argument. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, defense is also another issue. To your point, midfield, I don't know, like, I guess Conte staying fit is one thing. Jor- Jorginho maybe getting a little bit more mobile in the offseason. He's not going to change his stripes. No. But, yeah, midfield's fine. I think, uh, yeah, replacing, what is it, Rudiger and Christensen. Bringing in Koulibaly is definitely a way to do it. I don't think they're done, though. Um, no, there's more done. And this is This isn't... Chelsea's not the finished article. These are these are things that they have another month to address. Yeah, but I I, I think that they've got they've got the most work to do mm-hmm. of of any team uh, in in that big six. And, and you know, speaking on that, been quiet for a while. Uh, but Spurs got out quick. I don't know yeah. that they needed much to do, and they did it. They did it early, so they've had Scary their team. Quick. They've had their team sorted. For a while, mm-hmm. uh, really at the high high mm-hmm. end of that, right? It's it's uh, Clement uh, Clement Legent Legent, however you say his name, Barcelona center back on a loan. Uh, Perisic, who's played under Conte before, is a good buy. Yeah. Uh, just he's, he's not going to be a world beater, but it's a good buy. Uh, Basuma's a, a bit of a wild card. Uh, he could really if he if he's able to anchor that midfield, yeah, huge. displace uh, Hoiberg, or if they do a double pivot. And, and that works big. Uh, Richarlison is got potential to be one of the sneakier buys of the year. Right. Uh, just being put into a huge much better side. Play. Yeah. Huge depth side. You don't worry about Kane missing time or just rotating Kane uh, in a midweek game or in a cup game. You know, you, you're able to balance Kane a little bit better, I think, there. 
Uh, and then again, like I said earlier, Jed Spence, I think, is a really, really sneaky signing. This guy's been at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. It's very, very impressive in the FA Cup last year. Didn't watch much of the championship, but obviously, uh, what was it, Nottingham Forest came up. So I, I really rate Jed Spence to have... Mm-hmm. No one's really no one's really locked down that right that right wing back right back position at Tottenham in a number of years. So I I, I look to him to be able to do it. I, I was very impressed with their window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it just takes Conti staring into Daniel Levy's soul for a good ten to fifteen seconds in their postseason conversations about transfers, and you see how quickly things can get done. Remarkable that that he was able to do it. Remarkable. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, I. I thought it was a nut that could not be cracked. I thought that Jose couldn't do it. No one could do it. Right. And I think so it's good a great example of how quick clubs can move if they really want to. Right. Yeah. And I think that you know they they were they were you know if you if you take the season from whenever Conte started, I'm sure you know Spurs would 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 be pretty pleased with just that table, whatever it was. I don't know exactly how good it was, but he impressed when he came in, and so I right. think you know. You know, Kane and and Son are uh, approaching thirty. So I I got to look at this and say Spurs got a three year window, four year window with them. Mm-hmm. So you know, if Conti's one of the best managers in the world, which I think we all, you know, depending on how long your, that list is for best, all agree he's up there or at least in the conversation. This is the window for them to go for it. So we'll see. They yeah. just happen to also be going against some of the other best teams, right? All time right. in this oh, league, it'll be so it'll be discussed. It'll be a bloodbath. It'll be discussed. Patrick, a few other quick hitters for me, things that I found interesting. Uh, Leeds bringing in Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson to make Team Load America up, World Police. It's just another case of Americans stepping foot on foreign soil en masse and bringing absolute bungle energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse Marsh's boys. I'm the loving red, it. The I'm red, white, it. and blue. America's yeah. team. Interested to see if they come up later for either one of us. Ooh, there. ooh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Surely can't wait. Uh, Newcastle, massively disappointed. Massively yeah, disappointed. And I did a bit of, um, I did a bit of research on this, James. Oh, I you looked, did. I went back into, uh, went back into the history books, and the, you know the whoever, you know the sheiks or whatever that bought um, Man City, they bought them in two thousand eight. I believe so they're went, called Shreks. Understood. And donkeys. <laughs> So they bought, <laughs> they bought uh, Manchester. So much for noble steed. <laughs> they bought Manchester City in two thousand eight, uh, and then in that window they did double up the spend, uh, and that was the summer, of course, that they bought uh, Robinho. As hilarious as that was, uh-huh. uh, but then the year year after they got Tevez, they got Adebayor. Okay, really loaded up, mm. and it wasn't until so you're about getting a sense th- of that business strategy. Three years later, where they had kind of the 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 real mega window. Uh, where they brought in uh, Jerome Boateng, didn't quite work out, uh, Kolarov, David Silva, Balotelli, Dzeko, Toure, uh, Milner, and then, you know, that. then obviously from there, <laughs> wow. they just kept going like crazy. So I think it's going to take a couple a couple years for them to kind of get their footing. I think that, as Man City did, they got a little bit of an increase in the table. They went up from mid-table to kind of round fifth, and then they were to push on a little bit further. So with Newcastle, you got to remember they got um, they got two guys in the winter as well. Three guys in the winter. They got Dan Byrne. They got Trippier. Three important guys, I should say. Matt Target, right? Well, no, they got they just got him in the in the summer. I'm talking about in the winter. Oh, oh, got, I thought he um, came in mid season. It might have been a loan. Oh, it might have been. I think they finished the business though, mm-hmm. so I think they got him got him official. 
And then what was the guy named Lucas from Leon? There's two Lucases that came from over there. There's Bruno Gamarge. That guy. Yeah, Bruno Gamarge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Bruno yeah. Mars. Bruno <laughs> Bruno Bruno Mars, yeah. Bruno Mars came in and he was pretty decent. So they they did a little bit in the, the in the in the winter. Nick Pope, I think, is a real good buy. Sven Bauten Yeah, I know. Buy. They're just not hitting. So they're, they're not getting, hitting that spot for me. I think what they're doing, though, I think what they're doing is they're giving them, they're making themselves just a, a nailed on mid table side. And I think when you're that, you can start to see, okay, who are the people that I don't have to replace immediately? And where can we yeah. just really invest our time? Yeah. And they haven't bought that kind of, they, they got St. Maximan, but they don't really have a, the an offensive player that you really, you know, strikes fear into you. Right. You know, so I think that that's, that's next on the list. I'd be interested to see. I don't think anything's going to come up later in this window. Uh, but they still have a month, James. Well, Patrick, and they I, got a games games to see how they get on. That's what I'm saying. I do respect your quote-unquote research. But uh, <laughs> just give me a Newcastle team that loses two games in August and let the fireworks begin. First you never know. Games. Yeah, you never know what decision you'll make until your finger's on the trigger, you know? Let me tell you. It's Nottingham Forest at home. That's going to be a sneaky hard game. Nottingham mm-hmm. Forest's first game in the, in the league. And then mm-hmm. away to Brighton. It's a tough, tough it's couple not games. not easy. And then they got Man City. <laughs> so, James, this Battle could get real Shreks. ugly. Yeah, this could get real ugly real fast. If they if they lose those first two games, they're effectively nailed on to be bottom yeah. of the table or in the relegation zone by, that, by match week right. four. And then all of a sudden, Neymar... That would be pretty fun. It would be insane. I'd love uh, to see Neymar in the league. At some point. It would, at this point, it would be like a past-it signing. But mm. anyway, digress. Fair uh, enough. Lester haven't made a single signing yet. No. A little suspect. A little suspect, especially because I just saw Ornstein tweet. He just popped off a few hours earlier and managed to get it on the podcast in time. Chelsea inquiring about Wes Fafana, who, when fit, is a beast. And yep. I just don't think Lester's in any position to sell him, unless we're talking like no, because then it's just upper a, double digits Maguire no, it's just status. Another, uh, yeah, it's another it's another one of the Soyuncu and Johnny Evans show, which is not a fun show. Yeah, if you're a Lester fan, you no. do not want that. Tweedledum, Tweedledee. They're very shrewd and they're very good in the transfer in the transfer market. Uh, they waiting they spend, for value. Yeah, so who who knows if they've got something up their sleeve? But also with you know, there's been the longstanding. Uh, Arsenal Tielemans rumor. I don't know if that's going to go mm-hmm. through. That seems to be out. They seem to be willing to sell him. Yeah, Madison's always struggling to stay fit. Vardy's kind of a little. They're they're an interesting one. Wolves also I thought was funny. Uh, they didn't they didn't bring anybody. They got one one inbound uh, transfer and then going through their their outbounds. The only name that I even recognized uh, on that was. Um, Fabio Silva, who uh-huh. never made an impact, no, and no. Roman Saiz, who I think is relatively oh he replaceable. left yeah he did as good as he he he, he fit there he was he just, there. he just made me think of like first person I thought of with Wolves, Roman yeah. Saiz yeah just, and so I think you're going to get about the same team and so they're going to be a tough out they're going to be defensive juggernaut but has I think been. they're going to going to struggle to uh, yeah struggle to score Wolves unders all years yeah. well Patrick is it safe to assume Arsenal and United are going to come up later on and we can mosey on over to the to the takes or is there anything you want to chat about here no no i am i am uh i'm pleased with arsenal's window james i think we're the top spenders yet again so please 
Stan Kroenke. You guys are the top spenders. So far. So far. Huh. Chelsea, Chelsea would have overtaken us with Kunde, but they couldn't pull it off. Oh, yeah. Couldn't quite get there. Yeah. So this well, is it's, a, it's a nice we'll proud see. mantle to have until the back pie comes up to your face. Yeah, back to back, James. Don't at me. Back to back. Being the biggest James. spender is fun till it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm having fun. Uh-huh. Having yeah, you're having fun right now. That's great. That's all good stuff. Okay, Patrick. Little bit, leave it. It's a little bit, leave it. And on this little bit, leave it. It's a little bit, leave it. We are taking a more formal approach to our takes. We are getting them documented. We are getting them evaluated. And we are going to hash it out right here, right now. We'll reassess them midseason. And then when we do a season review at the end of this year, we'll come back and formally assess how it all shaked out. But I'm excited, Patrick. We got some good categories. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. First one, it's a new entry. It's the Babe Ruth Call Your Shot random take of the year. Right off the bat, Patrick, this is a free shot. You've got house money at the roulette table. You can pepper it wherever you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be a lot of shots throughout this, James, Uh, but this one is going to be personal. I think Eddie and Ketch has scored 25, 25 goals <laughs> in, all, in yeah. all competitions. I didn't know you were having that much fun. No. I think, Get this look, man off the crack. <laughs> look, you, this, oh this man. Oh, my God. So he's stealing uns- all of Jesus' goals, or are, you guys gonna, are they going to un- score what? Unstoppable <laughs> in cups. He's going to be the first choice stroke striker in stroker. Europa League group, group stage, FA Cup, Carabao Cup. And the dude just bangs goals. Oh cups. my god! He's the cup king. I think he's probably still going to bag between. I think he's going to get around ten to ten to fifteen in the league. I really do. James. I didn't know Ty from AFTV was on. <laughs> Show me those branded headphones. I, I don't. I don't think that this is uh, that ludicrous. But also, uh, I, I don't feel like you're operating in good faith in this segment. The call your shot random take of the year felt like a, a safe zone, James. But turns out it was just a trap door. To be clowned upon. Well, call your shot. I mean, it's like you you have faith it's going to happen. I wasn't I saying it's not like say something to make me laugh. That's not the name of the game. Little column A, little column B, James. Uh-huh. Mm. Something I think is going to happen. Something you are less inclined. Well, one of us is going to look real stupid, and usually it's both of us. Yeah. Well, James, last year's is it was um, it was ten goals in all comps and no Europe. So so twenty to twenty five. All comps. No. Wait, what's the exact take? I should probably, we should probably start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You started laughing during the middle, so it's. No, I heard twenty-five goals and in catch in a sentence, and, and it's no wonder. I just it's lost no it. wonder you lost. Yeah. You lost your train of thought. So disturbed. what you're saying over the next five years? Eddie and Ketcha is scoring twenty-five <laughs> goals in all competitions this season. This season, yes, this season. James, all of these takes are for this season. Mm. Okay. Okay, I was just confused. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'm so right. excited. I'm so excited to hear how you think Jesse Lingard is going to start four games <laughs> for Nottingham Forest, James. Let's get into it. Call your shot, big guy. Oh my god. <laughs> this one I think you'll I think you're gonna enjoy. Okay. I'm not I'm not drinking any sauce. And by the way, I think Lingard's gonna have a tough season at Nottingham Forest. Let's just get that on the record. <laughs> Patrick, go on a journey with me. <clears throat> Last season, there were ten Mid-season managerial changes. The Poothmeister borderline got carpal tunnel. He was working so hard on those keys. 
He was really worth it. Yeah, he was earning his keep. And it all started with Zisco Munoz from Watford in early October. The board waited a month and a half and said, fuck it, let's shake things up. <laughs> <laughs> Ten last year. Ten midseason managerial changes last year. The year before that, Patrick, there were four. Extremely, extremely low. Patrick, I think we're going to tie the Premier League record this season and cap it at three midseason managerial sackings. I think there's a lot of security when I look at the managerial ranks mm. this season. Who do you rate as vulnerable? Let's do a quick run through, okay? Bournemouth, Scott Parker, feels like a kind of manager that's like better than the club. Yeah, He's too and handsome. He just, and he just went there, right? Uh, he brought them up. He he started last saying. season. He brought yeah, them up. Yeah, he left full. Yeah, he's yeah, got credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, Patrick. Yeah, lock it in. Okay, okay, locking it in. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything. We're locking yeah. it in. Okay, Aston it's, Villa. It, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It's locked in. Okay, it's just, it's, it is what it is. Okay, they finished tenth. Okay, locked in. Wow. Okay, interesting. Uh, Aston Villa. Choice. Gerard, I think he's got at least another mm. season to go. You know, okay. young English. The media is going to be on his side. Um, he just got pretty good investment. I think Aston Villa is going to get a better run around this season. Do you agree? Yeah, it's his first full season as well, yeah. I think, barring absolute disaster, yeah. which I don't think is headed yeah. their way. Brentford, Thomas Frank, very uh, good manager. Unless he leaves like by choice, I don't think he's getting sacked. He's a little sensitive boy. So if, if, they, if they struggle, which they could, let's not rule that out for them, uh, I could see that happening, but I, I do I do like what they do as a side. That's pretty mm. electric, but maybe there's a sophomore slump. I think he's I wouldn't call him hot seat, but I'll settle on, for sitting. I'll settle for it's unlikely that Thomas Rank's getting sacked this year. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I would agree. All right, just for the purpose of uh moving at pace. Brighton Graham Potter. Should be fine. Chelsea Thomas Tuchel. Should be fine as well, honestly, with the new ownership. Yeah. Crystal Doubt Palace, it. Patrick Vieira. Yeah, I think you think he didn't hear into stripes last yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, now we get into what I call murderer's row. <laughs> <laughs> They're all right next to each other, for me at least. Everton, Frank Lampard. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Head on the chopping block already. <laughs> Big yikes. They've been sharpening the guillotine for months. <laughs> oh, my God, Patrick. Uh, the Guardian did this thing where it was like each team and their seasons predicted by fans. And as part of the... As part of the segment or column for each fan of each respective team, they guess which manager is going to get sacked first. They all said Frank Lampard. It was like unanimous across yeah. all the teams. I mean, the business has not been good in the winter. Nope. Um, uh, and they let go over Charleston and Calvert-Lewin can't stay healthy. So. I'm going to go ahead and say Everton's coming up again. Uh, yeah. Fulham, this is another one. Marco Silva, or whatever his name is, he's an unproven coach. We don't really know what to expect out of him. I I, mm -hmm. I group him into that group of three. Leeds yeah. United, Jesse Marsh. Ooh. Yeah. I put him in that group of three. Yeah. Okay. And then Fair just enough. just for the point of argument, Leicester, Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool, Klopp, City, Pep, United, Ten Hag in his first season, Newcastle, Eddie Howe, Nottingham Forest apparently has like, quote unquote, their best manager of all time. Yep. Steve no, he's Cooper. Great. Uh, yeah. Southampton, Ralph Hassenhuddle, I feel like is a good manager. So I, I tend to back him. Yeah. Conti, David Moyes, we locked all know what in, kind of credit he in. has. And then Bruno yeah. Lodge, who I think Wolves fans tend to like. So yeah, anyway, three. that's my take, Patrick. I think we are going to get a max three mid-year sackings. 
that's um I like your logic, James, fun but I think I think there's curveballs in there. Oh, I think yeah. there's curveballs. I'd be oh, impressed yeah. if it was just the three. But yeah. it's a it's yeah, the, as it stands, as as the chips are stacked today, um, yeah, it seems like a lot of security across the board. It does Certainly feel going ridiculous. into the last season, there was a lot more people that I would like, you're in trouble going into last season. Right. Definitely. Right. I mean Watford's in the championship. They they can't affect this score. They're their own independent study. Patrick, Lee Dixon's rule of the year. So this is another one with a, with a, um, a vague creative brief. So I kind of went my own way with this one. So I think the five subs is going to drive Lee Dixon crazy. <laughs> I think the five subs is also going to drastically kind of alter the end game. I don't think it's really yeah. going to change much of the game. Yeah. You can, you, there's no more. You, you can't take more minutes or more intervals, right? You can still only use those three intervals. So it's not going to increase the game in that way. But I do think that you're going to have in the last five to ten minutes of a game – you're going to have you know, more teams go into a back five to, to see out a result because you can afford just to throw on this, the, you know, the, the center back for the winger. Or you're going to see more FIFA lineups where you just leave the two center backs in the game and you got all the attacking players on. Like the, uh, I'm not sure who the you know, non-Arsenal equivalent will be, but like Reese Nelson might get a run out just because you know, we should take off the, the center back or something like that. So I think that that's really going to throw off the end of the game. And you're going to see some some pretty wild finishes. It might kind of be akin to, you know, hockey and pulling the pulling the goalie. I think oh, we're going to see a lot more of, you know, just really, really one-sided end games because people will they'll have more opportunities to, you know, kind of stack the side to secure or alter the result based yeah. on where the game stands. Yeah, you also said something that really stuck with me. It's going to slow the end of the game down. Well, I don't think. Well, there's no more intervals, though, right? It's just. Oh, the you same. have to do it in three. Is yeah, three? yeah, okay, yeah. So you get you technically have four because you get the free hit at halftime. But other than that, you can stop the game three times for subs. And the concussion sub, wink, wink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some teams. For the record, I condone that. <laughs> that are. Sub. I'm not a big. Yeah. F- I think with five subs, you get rid of the concussion sub. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. feels it feels like three was good because it's, it's a little it was a tough one. It's a little you crude. You should probably have a sub in your in your back pocket till stoppage time with five, just yeah. in case. Well, just in case. Right. Okay. But no. What about you? Or Patrick. do you think about the five subs? Do you care? I think uh, it's going to make a, make a make an impact on just the end game. I don't think it's going to impact like. Yeah. Most things. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. Probably a little bit of tweak here and there. I think it's going to favor the top six sides. And, uh, you know, Burnley only ever made like two subs. So I, I am a bit nervous for how it's going to change the flow of a game because that's what we love about football, right? It's like a mm-hmm. pretty uninterrupted 90 minutes. And the more that changes, it's also less impactful, the subs that you make, because you always had to be very choiceful about your three. And now you can just basically change your entire half of your outfield. So right. I'm not a huge right. fan. I'm not a huge fan. Patrick, Miley Dixon's rule of the year. Uh, we saw this trend come into play at the end of last season, but whether there's a single fan on the pitch or a full-scale pitch invasion, I know Lee is going to be a proponent of players having the green light to let the hands go. <laughs> it's like if someone steps onto your property in Texas, you're in a yep. position of self-defense as a player if a fan comes into your dojo. Yeah. You got the green light to let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think Lee's going to love that. Yeah. I think Lee is going to be... The John Hancock of that bill. I, I endorse it as well. You know where I stand on it, James. Mm-hmm. Hard 100%. no. 100%. Kick him out. 
kick him out, make an I mean, example. These players got to look out for number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, Patrick Donkey of the year. This is one close to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll take it. I'll take it in this direction. Last year, we highlighted Jordan. Well, I highlighted Jordan Pickford. Highlighted a player. This year, Patrick. There's an obvious void in the refereeing department. Martin Atkinson, toast. John Moss, gone. Mike Dean, all but retiring. Apparently, he's exclusively going to do VAR booths. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't realize that until I did my research. So what does that mean, Patrick? It's time for a new hero to rise. Arise, Sir Darren England. Created, no. created in a lab somewhere in Bristol to be the most generic shit referee the Prem's ever seen. Darren England is going to make up for all of them and more. He only got about 14 runouts last season, but I think he's going to get a little bit more of the spotlight this season, and we're going to see a new donkey rear its ugly head on the Premier League scene. He's the, he's, he's the worst. He's I mean, the worst. you just look him up, and it is like that starting screen of make a player. It's like That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, it, looks, it looks very structured. Um, my donkey mm-hmm. of the year, James, is going to be the World Cup 2022. Uh, I think that this is going to uh, throw shots a massive fired. wrench, a massive wrench into what was kind of, you know, it's going to be a very heavy season, James. There's going to be more midweek games early, earlier than we're used to. And so it's going to be a lot of fun for us as fans. We're going to see a lot of games, but we're going to return on Boxing Day in match week 17, James, by some con- context. Last Boxing Day was match week 15, which means in November, they're jamming 16 match weeks into the time that basically took us to the end of the year. And so you're going to have, that's where the five subs, yeah. the the more games, it's really going to play into it. And then on the back end of that, we saw Salah's form be impacted by the Africa Cup of Nations. This is going to have a big, big impact playing at this time of the year for certain teams, certain players. You're going to have, obviously, the emotions that are tied with it. There's fitness that's going to get tied with it. There's injuries. There's going to be layoffs for other teams, which could benefit, right, if a, you know, no disrespect, but a team like Southampton is probably not sending too many players to the World Cup. If they're battling some injuries, this could come at a huge Mm -hmm. benefit to them. Uh, Kind of the inverse is true, right? If somebody's in great run of form, it might take them a while to get things back up. And so I think it might take a little longer for the mid-table teams to fall off this year. I think we're going to have a little bit more congestion in the table over time. But I also think that the World Cup's going to be a bit of a shit show. I think it's, oh, there's it's no way that it can't mess. be. It's going to be – the like we don't have to worry about this, thankfully, because we're in Southern California. But the vibes going to the, going to the bars in November, December, it's going to be freezing for half of the world. And mm-hmm. just you don't get that World Cup vibe, that World Cup energy. What's going to happen to Everybody in the uh, same place. Yeah, to it's the beer be gardens in England. You're not going to get those massive beer toss viral videos. It's really robbing us of one of the great enjoyments of all of our lives as football fans, Patrick. That's a great pick. And I do think going it's going to be... Eight a, years between summer World Cups. Yeah. yeah it's unfair. Eight years. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Surely they weighed all of these things when they decided on Qatar. And you can't even have a Bud Light at the World Cup. <laughs> or be gay. Or have sex, but, but, I the think, Bud, right? but the Bud Light, too, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can... <laughs> yeah, I suppose... Yeah, maybe not the hill to die I get, on. I guess James. we're taking it a more aggressive route. Yeah, yeah I'm just thinking uh, about like what do no the lads want to do. Yeah. yeah, no, there was a whole thing about you can't 
be married, you're, you can't engage in sexual intercourse out of wedlock. So naturally, mm. people were thinking of loopholes there. But Just get married, pre-World mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. How far would you go? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I was going to say, Moving Patrick. On. It's gonna be an it's gonna be a statistician's dream queuing up the before and after evaluations of players' performance. You know, like this was Salah before the World Cup. Oh yeah, this was an after. It's gonna be. They're gonna line it up. It's gonna be like a Broadway play this season, Act mm-hmm. One and Two, with a intermission that's a slap in the face of human rights everywhere. But maybe we'll get some good football. Yeah, really hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at the end of the day. You know, I'm 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 not gonna sit here on a moral high horse. I'm gonna be loving it. I'm gonna be yeah. loving every game. I'm gonna be. I don't know what time it's. Where is it being played this year? What What's the time zone there? Am I gonna have to wake up at like 4 a.m. for these games? No, they're like. I think all of ours are like seven o'clock, seven to eight a.m. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's actually the that's perfect not bad. time. Could okay, not be better. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm back on, baby. <laughs> yeah, crack on, <laughs> Patrick. Biggest train wreck of the year. How do we want to do this one? I'm really in my heart of hearts hoping we somehow picked the same one. If you want to do a count of three, I'm happy to say mine. Okay. Wait, do you want to start? Like, what category is yours in? Like, player, team? It's a team. I'm a team as well. Let's rock it. Okay. On Okay. You, three. you do the countdown, and I will just say it. On, three. On three, two, one, go. It's going to be three, two, one, then you say the team. Okay. Okay. Three. Two, one, Everton. Leicester City. Wow. Okay. Okay, let's have some fun. All right, let's debate. Take it away. Yeah, okay. Everton, run it back, baby. We're going two years in a row. Patrick, similar ownership issues with an arguably inferior manager and no Richarlison. Call it an afternoon snack because I'm locking this one between the hours of lunch and dinner. Everton fans love Lampard, and that's great. I, it is, it's great, the bond they've built with Frank. But I also wonder how much of that is a reaction to hating Benitez. It's like, oh, my new boyfriend doesn't overdraft my credit card without telling me he's a keeper. I think uh, Lampard is kind of basking in the afterglow of a hated manager. And that goodwill might run out. In a summer where Lampard called for decisive transfer market action, uh, their ownership just sold their best player outright. So I don't think that's what he meant. And is Dwight McNeil enough who kind of started to, I, I guess, bottom out? No, bottom out's a little harsh. I don't think he delivered on his promise at Burnley, and now he gets his move to Everton. It's a bit strange to me. So anyway, I'm not getting good signs out of Everton, Patrick. Mm-hmm. They may may you know they may not get relegated, but I don't think they're getting better. Train wreck of the year. Yeah, I think they're going to be poor, James. And great point on Lampard. He did save them from relegation, but I believe he also took over when they were out of the relegation zone. So <laughs> you can only give him so much credit. Cleaning up your own mess. Yeah. So I think Everton are going to be in a um, – they're going to be in, in, in trouble, James. But I think where I went Leicester City Yeah, here, tell me. Tell me more. I think that Everton is already a wrecked train just still trugging down the tracks. I think Leicester City uh, is about to kind of have oh. have a little bit of a fall off, right? Obviously, so you don't they like have my not, take. No, I do. I do. I do think Everton are going to be a train wreck. I just they're not don't a think new they're one. going to be a new train. They might find new ways to do it, but they were hilariously bad last year. So I'm if they can even if they can do be as bad or as yeah. you know entertainingly bad as they were last year, it's going to be amazing train wreck to watch. Leicester City for me, 
has been a team that I think we just relied upon to finish in the top half of the table. And I think they're finishing in the bottom half of the table this year. I think Brendan Rodgers is getting fired. I do not think that they have the ambition that they once had. Like I said, Vardy mm-hmm. is getting older. Mm-hmm. He can't stay healthy. Iannaccio is is I don't think he's as good as he, he's been playing out of his mind to get them to eighth place last year. I don't think he's really got that in his bag. Madison can't stay healthy. Tielemann's got one foot out the door. They lost Basuma. If they're losing Fafana, Casper Schmeichel's got eyes maybe elsewhere. They've been talking about replacing him. It just seems to be a whole lot of step backs for Lester, and I feel like in a way they've lost that You think that the trap door's going to open up on them? They got I just think, a little too I think complacent. that there's a, like, yeah, yeah. I think that they got complacent as, like, as the, the other team because when I look through this, you know, the rest of the teams here, James, like, can you tell me that they are, you know, better or, you know, are going to kind of compete at the same level of, you know, a West Ham, a Wolves, Newcastle, a, a Crystal no. Palace, Brighton. Like, I think there's just enough teams now that kind of sit outside that traditional big six where it was, okay, it's just Leicester and the big six is kind of the, the group that's competing for a lot of these. And maybe an odd team will sneak in and then they'll fall out. Yeah. But I think that that, that – the – the gap between the big six and the mid table is so fluid now, both in terms of point differential and even quality of play that Leicester just doesn't have the the differential that they have anymore. I could even see that. I don't think they're in a relegation battle. James want to make that very clear, but I could see them finishing as low as, you know, 14, 15 in, in the table while in my opinion being safe. And I think landing comfortably outside of, of Europe uh, would get somebody on Brennan Rogers' salary fired. Yeah, you know, I actually like this one. It's um, it's a little bit of a team that is in the twilight of their window, like you mentioned, where mm-hmm. they either haven't replaced big players who have left or the ones who have stayed are now kind of off the boil or just getting old. And they didn't, they didn't make it ca- – well, I guess they won a title. Uh they didn't make yeah. it count in recent seasons where they were in pole position to, you know, finish in top four and then maybe rejuvenate squad by way of that cash injected injection. It just didn't go that way. So now what are they doing if not treading water? So, yeah, I, I, you're right. I could see them in a little bottom of the table pile up. I just, yeah, I just think they need a refresh that they just haven't, they just haven't gone about doing yet. It's Dewsbury Hall time. Oh, best champ. Best chant in the league. Mm. I'm not taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. No chance. Could be no a good chance. player, too. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I have no idea. He seems okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Patrick, most improved player. I kind of went first last time. Why don't you go? Why don't you go first? Yeah, so I don't know if um he, he was impressive last year, um, in limited exposure. So I this this might be um this is probably one of my more conservative takes, James, but I'm going with Dian Kulisevsky. I think that this guy is mm-hmm. that dude. I think he's got a dog in him, and I think he fits just right. I think that they've been looking for that missing piece across the front mm-hmm. three with Kane and Son for a number of years, and I think they found it with Kulisevsky. Goals, goals and assists per 90. He was fourth in the league last year, and so really for him is it can he keep up to the pace, but I think he fits mm-hmm. so well within that system he he makes i don't think he's got the same the same um skill and finishing ability but he makes all the same movements son makes he's able to find the assist as well i think he's the perfect fit uh for that side and i expect him to be one of the better 
better wingers in the league this year, though I think that if you were really, like I said, looking at that fine-tooth comb, you might have already said that. Uh, but I think he really cements himself as such this year. It's a good one, Patrick. I don't know if I would categorize him as most improved because I think he had a good season last season. Maybe you're yeah. just, you're you're saying he's going to take another like leap into a different category of player. I think but even I, I mean if he did if he does what he does at a per game basis, he's arguably player yeah. of the season. You know, and so I think just doing it over the course of the season and putting up thirty you know goals and assists in all comps is, is very well. He's been good. Bag. Yeah. And from what I've seen in the Conti system, he, he works hard on both ends of the ball too. Yeah. He's, he's he a, gets he's back a, there. He does the yeah, hard work. Very good he carries the water. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that kind of takes away from, I think son and Kane are also categorized as forwards who can do a lot of work on the defensive yep. end as well, which I'm not saying they're the best front three by any means, but I compare them to cities and Liverpool's and, they, I, I, think I think you they could make the case on most you would, on both sides of the ball. I'd agree that team's bought in, and mm-hmm. I, I think you could make the case as the best front three in the league. Ooh, I don't, I don't even think you have to like really evaluate the field to at least say, yeah, that's in contention. It is, yeah, good in, as, contention. Yeah. in contention, in contention mm-hmm. for sure. Patrick, my most improved player is uh, I am going close to home on this one. I'm going Jaden Sancho. I think it's a bit mm-hmm. of a cop out. It's a good shout. It's a bit of a cop out because I'm choosing to define most improved as. Most improved on last year, which is essentially yeah. him returning to his form at Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, you're basically uh, saying, I think he's going to be as good as we thought he was going to be, and then he wasn't. And then take another leap next season. We're playing the long game here, but Patrick, yeah. uh, to improve on a total of four goals and three assists in his first United season, I uh, I think he has every chance of doing that and more. In 2018-19, 19-20, he notched double-digit goals and assists, and I, I expect a return in that kind of vein. Uh, he's an absolute baller. The talent was never in doubt. It was confusion about the system and the change in managers, and last season was nothing short of a wreck. So I think a little stability, yeah. new manager, new system, he'll flourish. I agree. I agree. I think he's good. I, was, um, I forgot a bit I was going to have you do. I was going to blind read player A, player B. It was Pepe's first season versus Sanchez's first season, <laughs> and it's impossible to tell the difference. It's impossible. So, yeah, for your sake, I'm hoping he comes good. I'm hoping he comes good, and I think he will. I think he will. I, I, he's he's looked, he's he's shown enough in the Premier League already that I think he just finds a bit of form. He'll be fine. What season's Pepe going into? Is this his third? No, I think it's four oh, at this stage. Wow, time yeah, flies. He's huh? just, yeah, yeah, because he would have been, he would have been an Emery signing. And then this is Arteta's second yeah. full season. I think yeah. we got some good tape on Pepe. Yeah. Third full season. We got some good Third tape in the early Premier Premiers. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> left foot like Robin. Everything else like nobody. <laughs> He's never played against a tough defender. People forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. If you were, if you had your eyes closed too, you might not notice him either. <laughs> Incredible. Fair enough. Surprise package of the year, Patrick. Um, I this was a pure vibe pick. Now that I'm thinking back to it, I just put Brentford. I think they're Great. gonna. I think they're gonna remain a tough out. You know, I don't think they're gonna get the sophomore slump, and I think that will be a surprise to some people. Uh, good manager and Thomas Frank. Good sense of team identity. Um, they brought in Ben Mee to kind of get a more rugged, assured defense. Mm, I think I, I think, like that. That's I a think, good buy. Yeah, great buy. I think Ivan Tony is Premier League quality at the center forward position. Seems to want out. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, was he that does. just him bantering? No, I think he. I mean, I think there's a part of him that wants a big a move to a bigger club. Sure. Yeah. But I sure, I, sure. I think if he stays, you're not going to get a disgruntled player. You'll just get someone who kind of kicks on and hopefully has a good second season in the Premier League. So sure. I think they're going to surprise a few people in the sense that they're not going to be flirting with the danger zone. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be, for the time being, a solidified Premier League team. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one. I would agree with that one. Uh, my surprise package of the year is going to go to Crystal Palace, James. Ooh. Similar reason. I think this team showed a bit showed a bit to us last season. Uh, I think Vieira earned his chops. I think that team is... That team, lest, lest we forget, was flirting with um, with relegation uh, prior to prior to his arrival, and then finished at the bottom end of the mid table. But I think on an upward trajectory, left a lot of points on the table for me, and so I think that they're going to have a little bit more run in them. And like I said, I think this is kind of a a, a conditionary pick, right? Because I think that the mid table is going to stay clunky for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, but I think I think Crystal Palace is going to be in there and fighting fighting for Europe till the very end. I don't think they finish maybe more than more than 5 points off Europe. I think they're wow. right in there. Take it so taking the next step. I think I think so and I I don't know. I think that it might be an outperform. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they have kind of that momentum to carry on, but I just think that this is a team that 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 can get hot. Um Zaha's playing some of his best football. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to watch them. They're they're a team that I like nice. and enjoy enjoy watching. Yeah. Oh, I think they're yeah. I think they're gonna be a great team. They've got young players kind of betting in. They lost Connor Gallagher, which is a bummer because he was they kind did. of the, the lifeblood of that midfield. But got another American, Elise. Chris Richards. Oh, there. right. More Americans yeah. in the yeah, league. Yeah. Yep, yep. Love to see it. Love yeah, to see it over huge, here. Yeah, huge, huge losses on the um, mm-hmm. on the outgoings. But mm-hmm. yeah, nothing, nothing too. We're getting mostly the same team, and then maybe some of these guys that we don't know their names. Are, are just good shrewd buys that we'll, right. we'll learn about. Right. We will wait to see how the cards unfold. Yeah. Okay, Patrick, into the bread and butter. Golden boot. Mm. This is the, yeah, this is where we really start to come back and mm. see if we are reaping what we've sowed. Uh, dealer's choice, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. I okay. want you to go first. Patrick, I'm going to keep this short. Erling Holland. And we can elaborate on this point later. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Gabriel Jesus, James. Oh, my God. And here's the reason. Here's the reason. <laughs> You're going to give me the homer pick. You're going to give me the homer pick, which is fair. I'll take it. I'll take the abuse. It's Arsenal the second don't. one of the category. I can't wait to read the top four. <laughs> yeah, well, f- feel free to have a field day already, James. But Golden Boot, Gabriel Jesus... Odegaard created the most goal-scoring opportunities last year in the league. Only one resulted in an assist. There's no goals in this side, not from the center-forward position. They create a lot of chances. They are getting better, returning most of the same side. And this is a guy with a chip on his shoulder who was just told he wasn't good enough. There's nowhere else for the goals to come from, so they're going to come from Gabriel Jesus. And Arsenal are making uh, some steps forward with those other players just in their overall development. The pieces around them are getting better, and they're still looking for somebody to finish them and bang them in. All these other players, they got deep, deep sides, James. They got deep sides. There's a lot of places for those those goals to go. And so I'm banking on Arsenal scoring maybe 15, 20 goals less than the pack, but most of them lopsided in one direction. Mm. Patrick, I actually think this is less ridiculous than the Inketcha take. So I, I, laugh, I laugh as a first reaction, but... Uh... 
No, I think I think Jesus is class. My counterpoint, devil's advocate, talking about supplying chances for him to bang in. His max goal tally is 14 in a Man City team. And he played 34 matches. Yeah, again, they're going all over the place. The goals are going everywhere. These are City teams that also broke the goal record. Right. The goals are going everywhere. Okay, so you're saying all the goals are going to come through one person. I'm saying, I'm saying Aguero never won the golden boot. You know what I'm saying? And he's still one of the greatest strikers ever in the league. Mm. Okay, the so we're just making Aguero spread. comparisons. I think we will be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I love this hype train that you're on. It's incredible. It's yeah. so Arsenal. Can't be stopped. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Cannot be stopped. You guys really ride the lightning over at the Emirates, don't you? What's not to love? What's not to love right now in my seat? What's not to love? Thinking you're better than the field. Well, thinking Gabriel, I'm not saying he's better. I, I, I said that I think he's going to get more. Oh, I thought you were talking about the whole else. team. Okay, okay. No, Patrick, I don't think this oh. is absurd. Do the bookmakers think it's absurd? I'll tell you, he's got better odds than Son. He's got better odds than Ronaldo. Really? So well, right Ronaldo, there. sure. I mean, Son is surprising. Yeah, Son, Son, I think, is um, great value at plus 1,600. We'll talk, touch Coming, on that later. Yeah, a, a, uh, wow. It took, me yeah. a long, it took my brain a long time to think of the word reigning champ. Yeah, and he's about uh, Nunez is at Nunez, Jesus is at plus fourteen hundred. Nunez okay. at plus twelve hundred. It's um, Holland. Oh, you got some Salah futures cooking Kane. at the end. Yeah, Salah, Holland, and Kane, rightfully so, are the ones with the uh, sub thousand odds. Uh, but it's yeah, a lot of great goal scorers in the league right now, James. So it's a fun, it's a fun okay. little time. You could you could make a case for you know yeah. really everybody. I'll stop at Julian Alvarez, but I'll, you can make a case for the other eight <laughs> and anyone above that. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Believe okay. it or not, yeah, he's 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 up there ahead of some other people, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, carry on. All right, boot for you is well, Holland. That's yes. right. We already did that. And yes, and we'll yeah. talk more about that later. Um, yeah. Manager of the season, Patrick. I've got Antonio Conte. I think mm. it's going to be a real. Don't forget that I'm a world class manager year for him. He's got a team structure that has his fingerprints all over it. Not to mention the Premier League seems to like doing this thing of like. Whichever manager doesn't win the title between Klopp and Pep, you're going to get manager of the year, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm not saying necessarily that Spurs are going to finish in the top two. I'm just saying they seem to give manager of the season strangely. Like, yes. it's not who wins they, the title, and it's also it's not like... a sexy pick. Yeah. Where, like, I, I David Moyes could have been a shoe-in last year if you're not going to give it to Pep. And they're like, how about the manager who came in second? Yeah. How about the guy that we knew was just as good but didn't quite pull it off? Yeah, it makes zero sense. Anyway, uh, in this case, I, I uh, this is a little bit of me reading the tea leaves of how that um, committee makes its decisions. But I also think Antonio Conte, this might be a little bit of foreshadowing, is going to shake things up a bit in the Klopp and Pep hierarchy. Mm. I think, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interessante, James. I'd like to talk about that later because I also went with Antonio Conte uh, for this for this pick, um, and I think that yeah, the, the the time that I'd like to discuss that James is in the top four understood uh, champions pick. Enough yes. said. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick, player of the season. I'm a little I'm a little nervous about mine. So why don't you go first? Why are you nervous? It's... Don't be nervous. <laughs> I'm going with Harry Kane, James. I think that the pieces are around him. The team is stable. 
and he has support, and that support is Richarlison. He has the ability to be spelled. Uh, he can sit out a game. He can play on the bench against Watford's not in the league, but who else are we beating up on? Southampton, maybe. Bournemouth. The, right, yeah, sure. So he can he can step aside. We all know what he can do scoring goals. He's also one of the best creators in the league, James. I think another, maybe this was a, a, a Babe Ruth call your shot moment. Uh, I think that he is going to become the second person to do a 20 and 20 season wow. joining Thierry Henry this year. I think wow. he's a short 20 Pretty goals, high on Spurs, 20 huh? Assists. Manager and player. James, it's, it's, um, I don't like this, but this is this is as little emotional hedge going on here. Goes maybe a little bit, but also this is this is this is as good of a good of a summer as I think you could have asked for as a Spurs fan. Yeah, maybe, Thomas is, maybe a little Thomas bit is more. chiming into the group chat more than usual. Right? Yeah, maybe 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 a little bit more in the midfield creatively, but other than that, I, I really don't think that they've done uh, they've done much wrong. I don't know if they need a left wing back. Maybe I don't know. Well, I that's, forget. Perisic yeah. is going to do that. Oh, he is. That was yeah. interesting. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Maybe then at least someone to spell him, but they they should be able to sort that out. But no, I think I think Kane is at the center of everything going right, and he's been consistently one of the best mm-hmm. players in the league. And again, James, uh, for whatever reason, is there's also a little gamesmanship in this, which maybe is a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. But they don't like to give it to the you know. Like basically, like KDB got it last year, right? But I think they've they've given it to team people before who like didn't win the Golden Boot, didn't win the league, but just had like a really good, really good season. Mm, okay. I just kind of felt bad for it. And I'm not saying all that, but I think I think Kane is going to have a undeniable season regardless of how Tottenham do. Just I mean, barring injury, of course. But I think he's got all the pieces around him, and he's class. Yeah. Nice, that's a good one, Patrick. So you think it's, it's like a conservative one as you well? You think Kane, like five, yeah, from within that Spurs team is going to shine the brightest? Effectively, yeah. He's also English in the captain, right? right? So right, right. Of course, yeah. He never dives. Yeah, Son could have won it last year. Yeah, and he they didn't care. Not our Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, my player of the season is Trent. It's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, second in assists, second only in assists to his teammate, Mo Salah, who I think... Crazy. Um, well, actually, I think Salah's going to get plenty of assists, too, so that's not really part of my my uh, metric here, but he obviously is part of the most formidable defenses. One of the most... Wow. He is part of the most formidable defense in the Premier League, Liverpool alongside Man City, and Patrick, he was nominated last year, and he only scored two goals. And Trent, not even close to his prime yet. He's now 23 years old. How nuts Crazy. is that? Yeah, absolutely. Still going to win young. Absolutely, win young player of the year. Is he still so, getting nominated for that bullshit? I mean, this must be 12 the last years year. into his career. Yeah, this must be the last year. But I think there's a little bit of you might call it like recency bias. I call it foreshadowing. He scored a great goal in the Community Shield. I think there's every chance he's going to score more than two goals this year. He's on free kick duty and he's lethal from that position. So I think he's just going to keep getting better and uh, make a, make a genuine run at player of the season. It's interesting, James. Well, yeah. I won't, I won't uh, hold your feet to the fire right now because I think for a defender to win it, he also has to hoist some silverware, uh, but that is not you quite might, the time. Think, that's not the time to discuss this. That. Yeah. So let's get into the, uh, let's get into the relegations, James, okay. my favorite bit. Patrick, 
My stanky egg, my bad egg award, 20th place goes to Bournemouth, essentially the Norwich of this year, with the nickname that's only less intimidating than the Canaries is the Cherries. And it's going to be another season of commentators awkwardly discussing how attractive Scott Parker is when the camera cuts away. Uh, yeah, top- well, Scott Parker's got yeah practice being relegated, so fair play. Mm-hmm. He knows how to address the team in the locker room once it's all said and done. And Patrick, their top goal scoring threat is Dominic Solanke, who is a Liverpool reject, who last time he was in the Premier League for Bournemouth, scored a total of three goals as their main striker. So, yeah. 20th place, the new Norwich, Bournemouth City. Understood. All right. Do you want to? Do you want me to do all of mine, or do you want to do like 20th? Your 20th. I'll do my 19th. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I also have Bournemouth at 20th. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It's just. It's gonna happen. Just, it's, <laughs> it I've is never, what it is. Yeah. It's just, this is this is the one that I'm certain of. It's like it's the no disrespect. Like yeah. Thanks for coming. It is what it we'll is. We'll see it. Like, maybe you'll be different when you come back. Maybe not. But, yeah. Have you so ever you just, seen you Bournemouth know. and Norwich in the same place at once? Mm, that's a great Except question. Except when they play each other. That's a great question. Uh, um, I'll go with my 19th. Okay, I'm yeah, going, Snake. I'm going, um, Scott, Scott Parker's all over this. I'm going Fulham. I think they're going uh-huh. right back down. Uh-huh. They're a traditional slingshot team. Uh, they don't look to have gotten... Uh, much better. They actually just lost one of their better players to Liverpool uh, this this summer as well. So I'm not convinced on them. They were god awful the last time they were here, and I'm expecting uh, the same. The same though they should have their new stadium sorted out now, right on the Thames. So I'm excited to see that. Right on worst the camera angle, worst camera angle stadium mm, yeah. in the league. Yeah. It feels like so, you're at a, you're watching like a local broadcast of a high school game. Totally, yeah. It's just way too steep to get to the near the near touchline. Yeah, but whatever. I'll only watch it once, so I'll be fine. Craven Cottage, great name. Mm. Great name. It's a great. It's a great stadium. It's just the broadcast angle. Yep. Don't get it twisted. Yep. I love yep. the stadium. Okay. The broadcast angle shit. Patrick, I have Fulham in 18th place, so I do Ooh, have okay. him going down. 19th, I've got Leeds. I got oh, no. leads. I got leads in nineteenth, Patrick. Jesse doesn't I, know. Uh, I don't think Jesse is ingratiating himself or on the path of ingratiating himself to leads. I think there was just that moment of relief that they stayed up, not so much like a we're bought into this guy kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Calvin Phillips and Rafinha, far and away the two best players in that team. No disrespect to Dan James, and I don't know where the goals are going to come from. I don't know where the creativity is going to come from. I don't think Tyler Adams or Brendan Aronson are going to cut the mustard. They, they did get another player, I think Sinistera, who is a, allegedly good. This is just a total bias. There's a total bias of me not knowing a lot about him, so I'm going to assume he's shit until he proves me otherwise. I think Fair it's enough. going to be a rough season for Leeds. It could be. It could be. Um, I do have Leeds staying up, James. I think it's uh, it's time to say... Goodbye uh, to Southampton. Southampton Whoa. for me. A stanky boot. Yeah. yeah, Southampton for me. They finished 15th in each of the last two years. Uh, 40 points last year, just safe. Uh, 43 points the year before that. I do rate Hassan Huddle. It's just another team for me, James, that feels stale. Feels like a team that needs a bit of a refresh. And I don't know 
that Hassan Huddle can just kind of get the troops gro- going. You know, yeah. They, what team gets beat down the way Southampton <laughs> gets beat down? Nobody. Pat- they get Patrick. their ass handed to them. It, it's just they're. I just don't. I don't see the because they were they were right in the. They had the stop the count tweet, which was obviously great. They had, you know, Danny Ings was in the form of his life a little while ago. James Ward-Prowse was having a, you know, everyone loves him when he's on a free kick. It just seems like they just, they did, they haven't innovated, yeah, James. Yeah, Patrick, I don't have them going down, but I will say, when I was running through different teams to elect for these certain awards, I wanted to start a new award just so I could give it to Southampton, which is grossest team in the Premier League. Yeah, that's, just, that's probably, yeah, that's probably where I'm coming from. I want nothing to and do with them. Yeah, and I think that there's a there's there's more. Yeah, this 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 might be a, a hard overhead pick, James. Now that you really break it down like that, because maybe Leeds is is outright worse. Maybe Everton is even in a worse potential position than them. But looking across the board, those are the those are the five teams that I'm seeing as the mm-hmm. the, the, the two that obviously we have going down. And then maybe you throw in Nottingham Forest just because you have to because they just came. Nottingham up. Forest gives that, me like the Brentford of this year kind of vibes. Yeah, there. I, I, you know, and also for what it's worth, I don't think we've had. It's it's very rare for all three promoted teams to go right back down. It certainly right. hasn't happened in a while. Usually, two. odds on that this year plus nine hundred for all three to go back down. Interesting. So it's unlikely to happen. And yeah, I think there's enough teams. Southampton for me, they just they just don't cut the mustard, mm. James. Nor the cheese. Don't cut it. I'll bet you Ralph cuts the cheese. <laughs> I would not be surprised if he's just like he's cut some in the middle in of a life. middle of a team talk and just kind of like shifts and just lets one rip and then just kind of gets right back into it without addressing it and then loses the focus of everyone in the room. You Austrian bastard! Yeah, he just fall, it falls upon deaf ears. All right, James. Nice. All right, we're into the, the big business. dogs. We're into the business, Patrick. Top four. Let's do this the same way. Kind of go fourth, your fourth, third, third. And then we'll pause and obviously talk about... You have to talk Mm. about second and first in uh, conjunction, naturally. Sure, sure. Naturally, naturally. Okay, Patrick. Last year, we said there was a viable case for four teams to win the title. It doesn't matter which ones we said. This year, I think we're back to a two-horse race. And more importantly... We're back to Prem de la Prem's bread and butter, baby. A pulsating race for the top four. I think that's where we really shine, and I think that's going to be where the focus of this season is based. We love a good top four race. Mm-hmm. In fourth place, I have Chelsea. I got Chelsea in fourth place. I don't think they've gotten better on the level that I think my third place team has, but competent coaching, decent squad depth. You know, we talked about not knowing where they're where their primary goal source is going to come from or whether they've replaced their their needs at defense. But I do still think they've got the overall package that will keep them in Europe and competitive. I'm going Chelsea. Fair enough, James. I'm keeping this one close to home yeah. and going Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. I think they've made, a lot of, okay. I mean, they've made a lot of improvements. They narrowly missed it a season ago. And I think that that was a season where, if we're being honest with ourselves, they didn't narrowly miss it. They bottled it. And I think that that's an experience that they'll learn from. It was a young team, and I expect them to win a little bit more of those games where the stakes are high. If they had just managed to get some points or show up, not lay a complete egg, they're already in the top four last year. So opportunities will present themselves. I think Arsenal will mature, and I'm giving it to the boys. Wow. It's an Arsenal-laden section for you, Patrick. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> You've seen preseason. Yeah, chalk it up. 
Chalk it up. Patrick, this means nothing but Louis Van Hal's United beat Real Madrid 5-0 in uh, preseason. It means yeah. nothing. I, it just came to mind. It just came to mind. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to rain on your parade. Didn't watch it preseason. I don't, Didn't even watch it. I don't want to rain on your parade. Didn't watch one minute. Okay. Cool. Well, we watched some together, so. I was really banking on you letting that one slide. <laughs> really banking on you letting I'm that being one slide. such a shithead, dude. <laughs> I, I can't even let you enjoy even the thought of Arsenal finishing in top four. But I want to give no. that back to you. No, well, the thing is, James, you can't take it away from me because I'm buzzing. No, 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 I'm, I'm giving it back buzzing. to you. No, you never had it. No, I'm returning it, return to sender. You're welcome. There's a package at the front door. Ding dong. It's from your friend James. Then this is one of those scenarios where I already had my joy, and I said, hey, the joy didn't get delivered, and I got double the joy. So now I got double the joy, James. So thank you for that. You gave that to me. I'll go with my number third, James. I'm going Spurs. Uh, I think the Spurs, and this is where I think I might, I don't know if I, I, I differentiate from you here, uh, but I think it's a three-horse race. And I think that it's not the type of wow. a, a race where you're thinking that Spurs are like Spurs are a, a, in the title position. But I think that we, we've seen the gap, right? The gap was clear that it was a two-horse race with 15, 10 to 15 games left. There was no chance for Chelsea to get in there. And I think that Tottenham keep that, keep that distance for much, much longer. I don't know exactly how, how long, but that goes to the Conte manager of the season for me, yep. that it becomes a three-horse race. That's why I wanted to get into that. I do think that he is a he's a world-class manager. He's got a great, great side. Uh, not quite world-class, I'd say, but he's, yeah. he's, made, uh, he's made more with less, I think, in, in, one of those, in, in that Chelsea side, if I'm honest. So um, I, think, I think Tottenham have a very, very impressive third-place yeah. finish. Scary proposition, Patrick. I was doing the mental gymnastics when you revealed Spurs as your third place, uh, or right before, and I was like, if Patrick puts Chelsea in third place, he thinks Conte's yeah. the manager of the season and Kane's the player of the season, <laughs> and they finish in fifth or worse. That would be, <laughs> but that would be taking the piss, yeah. Yeah, and, and Kuliseski's the most improved. Yeah, this is a North London. Not even it's got, you I got not Palace. making decisions in context of one another. It's just like, manager of the yeah, season, I got... lock it. <laughs> Every decision was yeah. made in a vacuum, yeah. James. Uh, okay, well, this also means you think Arsenal's going to have a better season than Chelsea, which is interesting. I and I think that this is I think this says as much about Arsenal as it does about as it does about Chelsea. I've been I think Chelsea are in somewhat disarray, and they they don't have their attack sorted. They don't have their defense sorted. They got a number of discontent players, great players, well, great manager. A, yeah. They're going to be fine. Yeah. But I do see them having a struggle to the start of the season. And remember, hectic season, a lot of fixtures. They they play they play City very early as well. I think there's going to be a little bit of turmoil, especially in August. I think they're going to have a very very tough August. And again, they just they're unconvincing to me outside of them winning. Like I think that them winning the Champions League, as impressive as it was, I take nothing away from that. Has kind of masqueraded some of their other issues. They're just they were meant to be competing for the title last year. And we all clown on United because United were worse, but Chelsea, against that measure, were were horrible. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah, they definitely. And so I, I don't I don't see any new real ambition here, or mm-hmm. um, even I guess initiative. It's taken a while to get these things done. Yeah. And so I just I, I worry about them from that that side of things. A new wrinkle for them. We have, this is a new era for Chelsea, and I think we keep forgetting that that usually they just very very. 
locked in in the window. They took care of their business. I just think there's a lot, a lot going on, a lot to sort out. And you know, you got you, you're you're trying to piece together a relatively new side as well. It's just there's there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, sure. No, I I buy all of that to an extent. Um, third place Spurs as well. You said it all, so I, I won't I won't repeat it. Yeah. Conte's a top manager. We know this. I do think they are like the Chelsea of this season, and it's going to be a, a question of how far and how long they run our front two. Uh, Let me ask you this yeah. on the Chelsea point. Yeah. Do you think Tottenham, let's forget the arsenal of the conversation, do you think Tottenham are clear of Chelsea? Like, just without no, questioning. No, not necessarily. I actually... Okay. I, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I, I, I was just you know, trying to see the difference there. No, I think... Um, I mean, I didn't, like, go back and forth. I didn't go back and forth as long on fourth and third as I did second and first. Let's put it that way. Um, mm. So I, I do think it. I'm pretty clear-minded in the fact that Spurs is going to do better than Chelsea uh, than Chelsea this season. But I think we just value Tuchel, who is also a world-class coach. I think you can put him in that category. I doubted him, and I came around on him. And a very strong squad, regardless of who's gone out, who they've managed to imp- like fill in so far. And I'm also making this under the assumption that they have a pretty big August. So sure, sure. So let's see. So let's see. But I do think. Um, what was your original question? Is Spurs clear of Chelsea? Yeah, just yeah, and, and I I, the, I think a big part of this for me as well is I don't think that they get. I think that there's a there's a calmness around Chelsea right now because they so often just get their business done. I, I just don't think they get the business done yeah. that they need to, ingoing or outgoing. And so I think it's just a little bit of a mess. They'll be fine, but I, I, I you know, wow. I think that they're going to be the vulnerable team in the top four this year. Let me put it that way. One of the top four teams. Man, your 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 highness or the level of high that you are for Arsenal right now, I, a I respect. In, in that, Jeez, I'd, I'd all but guarantee it. In fact, I will. I'll guarantee it. Arsenal are going to the Champions League next year by way of the league, guaranteed. I'm willing to guarantee it. But when I do a guy off Chelsea Arsenal, I'm like, where does Arsenal win in this category? It, it, it's just tough for me to wrap my head around. And I'm trying to be very unbiased about it. I hate both those teams. I actually hate Chelsea more because they've hurt me more. But yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I respect that I think take. It's closer than you think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. I mean, they definitely dismantled them in preseason. That was the game we watched together. As much as you try to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. Oh Absolute okay. Eviscerated. Yeah, I'm glad you had such a good time. Okay. Patrick. City Liverpool, right? <laughs> yeah. Got to be. Okay. Okay. Thanks for checking. Yeah, I had to check. Patrick. I've thrown you off enough this podcast. Uh-huh, Good lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eddie and Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Which team has made up for their outgoings with their incomings? Is City a 93 plus point team? Is Liverpool a 92 plus point team? Is either going to take a step backwards? Both recruited out and out number nines that would reflect a slight change of style. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Holland probably more formidable coming into this season and on reputation. Um, for me, I, Patrick, for me, this was an absolute coin flip. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, out of curiosity, odds makers, they have City, uh, is my guess. Do you, do you know? They do. Okay. Yeah. They do. 
Okay, Patrick, I think one team has less retooling to do that can get them off the blocks hotter, and I think a early, powerful start is really important in this World, Clubs, World Cup season. Mm. And with the element of vengeance, I'm going second-place City, first-place Liverpool to deny wow. a three-peat again. Wow. Well... I went the other way around, okay. James, but it was the okay. same. It was the same for me. I was going back and forth. Odds makers, you might you're going to Vegas this weekend, James. I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it against you. Plus two hundred, I'm seeing on Liverpool right now to win the league. So it's probably not going to get much better than that. And that's that's a value bet uh, for me. It's City. It's just again the the ability for City just to have been there, done that, and it seems to me, James, it doesn't like they're they're going to trade their their blows. Uh, but it just seems like once City get a get a grip on it, they don't lose it, mm-hmm. and I just don't I, I don't see a way where City isn't, you know, basically I I don't see a position where City is ten games out to the end of the year and never sees first place. Like I don't see Liverpool running the table on them to close the season. Huh. City have proven that they can do that, and so again, I, I think it's I think it's going to go right back down to the wire. Likely one that's going to be decided on the final match day or two, uh, and it could go either way. This one I'm I'm less convinced on, right? Uh, and I and I'd, I'd hope it's I'd hope it's Liverpool. That would be great for the the rivalry, uh, if you could call it that. I know you have your your feelings, but I'm going with the defending champs. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, do. I, I know I was. I wasn't clowning on 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 Holland earlier. I do think that having that central forward really mitigates the losses of not just Jesus but also Sterling because it allows for those proper wingers to go back to where they belong. Well, when it came down to it, you know, we we mentioned we would come back to this Holland discussion. I think he changes the way that City plays in a way that's going to take more adjustment. I, I, think, I think this is the point you were kind of making earlier with Nunez-Liverpool versus Holland and mm-hmm. City. City have been this fluid, ever-changing, false nine team and broken point totals in the Premier League. And we, we say this thing where it's like, oh, how can City go, get, go and get better? They bring in the best young number nine in the entire world. And it's like... Yeah, now they're unstoppable. But the more that I think about it, the more I think this might be a bit of a Ronaldo situation where it's like, yes, Holland's goal total is going to be incredible, and that's why I think he's going to win the golden boot. But in what way is he disrupting the way that City play in general when they go tip-of-the-spear offense versus all different points of entry and ways of scoring goals. And I might be talking on my ass, and I know Pep yeah. 100% planned for this. Like, there's no way he has not planned for how very specifically in his mind he wants this team to play. But I think there might be a little bit of a Cristiano Ronaldo effect of, let's get this guy's goals, but is the greater team whole suffering because of it? Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I the, 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 this certainly could happen. I, I think it's more of Holland will struggle to meld than City will struggle with Holland. And I, I make the a similar case to uh, you know somebody like Grealish, right? Grealish didn't come in and just fit within no. the City side. It took him a minute to get settled. took him a minute to get his legs under him. But City were fine. City were able to, to manage because they, they were that good. I don't think City needs to change all that much of what they do because – they're going to have all of those fluid players kind of moving in front of Holland. I think what Holland, if we can get into the tactics a bit, is going to pin that back line 
a little bit deeper and is going to offer, not allow teams, even though they do like to play, they pack it in. He's going to pin that back line back farther and farther and farther and give those other teams like more, more, uh, or other yeah. players rather, yeah. more space to work with. And so I think that's how they're going to utilize him. So you're not going to see him dropping in as much. Uh, maybe, maybe when in the, in the counterattack, drop in, play it off, spin out and run. But I don't think you're going to see him drop into the midfield the way that you would obviously any of those, you know, you know, when Foden, De Bruyne, Gundogan even were playing there, or even, you know, Aguera Jesus as part of what they do kind of more technically. I think he's going to push that up. And I think you're going to have. I think other teams are going to actually have to deal with adjusting to City a little bit, where you can't really just step up with Holland the way you know you you could with others. And so I do think Holland's going to take some time to get going. But again, I think it's just going to be. I, mean, I think both of these teams are going to finish at least on ninety points. Yeah, close. You know, close to each other, and they're going to find a way to make it. No. Uh, make it entertaining and engaging for us down down the home stretch. You, so I'm excited for it, and it could I'm, again. I was I was the same way. I went back and forth on this yeah, one as well. Yeah, you may be right. You know, you may be right in all of those things. I think what ultimately tipped the scale for me, just in, in slightly Liverpool's favor, was a just the pure emotional sense of they're out for vengeance. You know. Yep. They they got a, maybe a little bit more of a hungry dog in them, and then more from a tactical logistical standpoint. I think there are just slightly more unknowns with City. They don't they don't have a left back yet, unless Cancelo's going to go out there and do the job. You know, Cuc- yeah. this Cucurea deal is kind of stalling, and even if he does come, he's a new player. Is Grealish or Foden starting on the left? And if it's Grealish, is he going to come into his own this season? Because last season he was not really the Grealish that we knew at Villa. I'm splitting hairs here, but I just yeah, I, yeah. I have more questions about the city team than I do Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool's only meaningful outgoing is is Mane, and that you can say was kind not necessarily replaced just because he's, you, it, you can't replace Sadio Mane. Right. It's impossible. But you have you know Diogo Jota and uh, what, what Luis was his first uh, name Diaz. Luis Diaz. Luis's first name. Correct. Um, what was I thinking? I was thinking Douglas Luiz. David Luiz. Throwing me off. Uh, David Luiz, Douglas Luiz. Anyway, uh, you got the two of them on the wing. Uh, you, you got the young uh, Harvey Elliott, who was electric before that leg injury just a year ago. So I think that they got enough on the wing to yeah. make up for Mane. And then you basically you upgrade Firmino into Nunez and Origi into Firmino. That's an upgrade in the center of the park. And everywhere else is, is stagnant. So you, I guess I guess to your to your point, I would say I think it's – I would be less surprised with, uh, you know, City. I guess having a, a stumble, right? Liverpool, I, I do expect to just mm-hmm. relatively rumble right on in. But there's always those runs of form, uh, and you know, we'll we'll have to see how it plays itself out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but I, it's, it's going to be those two mm-hmm. uh, for sure in the end. Yeah. Well, Patrick, they didn't come up much this pod, but I am. Content and seeing progress in a United team that hopefully finishes fifth or sixth. Yeah, James, it's, uh, it's I think, best left unsaid at this point. Where the 10-hog era needs to write itself. Uh, home Let to Brighton. the boys play. Oh, Should God. Should be a dub. The, uh, but not the Trump, an easy one. The Trump meme was making its rounds where uh, it's like every United fan on Twitter after a very... <laughs> grinded out victory at home against Brighton. And it's like, we're going to win so much. You're going to get title winning. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just getting carried away with themselves after the after the uh, curtain raiser at Old Trafford. But we have Liverpool the third match week, so they're going to knock some sense back into us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Onwards, Patrick. Let's wrap it up with some segments that have a little facelift to them. Freak of the Week. Prem de la Prem. Freak of the Week. Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. It's the Freak of the Week. Wow, what a freak. Well, this is a little anticlimactic. Mine just goes back to what we're talking about with Barcelona. I got Joan Laporta for incessantly doubling down in the face of obvious fraud. Like, yeah, that guy's a lunatic. Yeah, he's like, the numbers are the numbers. I don't know what more you want me to say. Has he not seen all the people with a lot of money in Spain going to jail, like getting sued for tax evasion and all? Like he's, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, he is, he is living on borrowed time with whatever he's doing. This is not going to end well for him. Uh, my freak, James, uh, this one I'm sure you got a kick out of, is Jurgen Klopp. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, when asked about the Community Shield, uh, before the first whistle of the season, already complaining about fixture congestion, <laughs> saying he was the last one to play uh, with the Champions League, so uh-huh. it wasn't yeah. you know wasn't right for them to have yeah, to be the right, first one. Right. They deserved a longer break. Thought that that was rich just to start things off in what is going to be a very very congested season. I think all of our favorite managers, uh, when push comes to shove, are going to lean on this crutch, and it's always always for a good bit of banter. Uh, but no, I think there's going to be quite a few of these it's be so in fun. our favorite. Our favorite, um, our favorite Klopp was just leading, leading the way. This was before the match as well, uh, which is a little bit of gamesmanship perhaps, uh, which I always, always love out of Jurgen. Mm-hmm. Just a friendly though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. with my best 11. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's always fun to categorize the Community Shield in a way that works for you. Patrick, Beast of the Week. Huge Beast. Huge Beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. James, I gotta go to the three lionesses. Three lions. S's. Captained by <laughs> Arsenal's uh, Leah Williamson mm. doing the club, doing the club proud. Arsenal but yet again. Taking care of business for mm. some say it more than just home. North London in the entire country of England today. Uh, winning at Wembley, big moment. Stadium pack, yeah. winning an extra time. Passing stadium, beating. You got the shirt taken off. You got the Brandy Chastain moment. It was great to see. James it was a little uh, anticlimactic because they thought VAR was coming, bringing it back. So it's she like she didn't want to get booked twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to put the shirt back on. I understand. I understand. But oh, well, I mean, scenes, huh? In absolute extra scenes. Time. Great. Good on them. Good on them, and good for the. Uh, what a, what a way to kick off the Premier League season, just bring home Making the Making history, Euro. yeah. Yep, bring it absolutely. on home. Oh, I love it, Patrick. Uh, the only thing, it, it's beastly in of itself. I think the only freak little sidecar that was attached to this was in all of the uh, congr- or like well wishes and good luck wishes ahead of the game. You know, people were calling in, David Beckham, um, public figures of England, what have you, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, of course, Sir Gareth decided to chime in and it just gives you a little sense of the state of play and just cultural tension. And that he started with now I know where the last people you would want to hear from in this situation or something like, I know he's like, I know you don't need to hear it from us or like, 
He had to like preface good luck with like the state of men versus women football. It was it was tough. It was tough. He's like, I know you don't need to hear good luck from a man, but we're just like, well, you're making it worse, bro. <laughs> just say good luck. Yeah, there's no need to caveat all. Yeah, that. no caveat necessary. So somehow freak in amongst what was really an awesome moment for uh, England and especially the Lionesses. It came home. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. Great moment. Beasts. Three lionesses. There you go. That was smoother. Yeah. Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step right up. Come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. All right, James. Degenerate District Keeping it with one uh, lock, meatball, and donkey this year. We're going to keep things simple and also, I believe I promised the people some social um, posts. And mm. that's also to keep myself honest. But I also have mm. some futures, interesting futures, um, some of which, actually all of which I've taken. Uh, but my lock of the week, James, it's a parlay. It is Way to kick it Tottenham, off parlay. Tottenham at home to Southampton and Liverpool on the road to Fulham at minus 123. Uh, those two teams, those are the only two games I'm looking at saying that is 100% exactly what's going to happen in those two games. No doubt about it in my mind. That's your parlay. My spicy meatball, James, go with Arsenal winning outright at Crystal Palace. They are on fire in the preseason. They've had the team sorted for a minute, and they are ready to make a statement. Arsenal minus 125 at Crystal Palace, I think already speaks a little bit because that's a tough place to get three points. So I think the odds makers are seeing something spicy there. Mm -hmm. Crystal Palace, slow out of the gate. My donkey, James. West Ham is hosting Man City, opening game. I am taking West Ham a draw or better. I'm getting it plus 220. This is a West Ham team that won at home against Man City and Liverpool last year. They got a big game in their locker, and I could see it being first game of the season. City struggling to get all three points. Uh, was not comfortable taking a West Ham win outright, though that is paying yep. out over 600, plus 600. Uh, but that is that. I like that, Patrick. City lost three games last year. What was the first one? Against a Nuno Espirito Santo Spurs. That's very good. Opening That's right. Day. That's right. On the road at a tough venue in London. Might as well lock it, James. But that's your donkey. Some futures. I have taken all these, uh, but these are there's there's some there's some fun ones in the the golden boot race. I've taken Hyungman Son at plus sixteen hundred, sixteen to one. Uh, Jesus Gabriel Jesus at uh, fourteen hundred, fourteen to one, and then Ronaldo at uh, eighteen hundred. I think when I when I think where his goal is going to come from, I think Ronaldo can, is going to bang around twenty goals. It's just going to happen. So he just does. Why not? Uh, Fulham to go down. James, I'm getting at plus 120 right now. I only think those odds are going to get worse for you, so take it while you can. I think that this is actually a steal of a future. Uh, First and second in any order, taking Liverpool and City, is minus 145 right now, uh, which feels near certainty. Uh, And I am... Doing a little bit of an emotional hedge here, James, but the only I could see Spurs sneaking into the conversation for the title winner, and at plus twelve hundred, those odds are only going to get worse. So I'm doing a little emotional hedge, okay. taking Spurs there. They're the only other third team for me. But again, looking at the odds, Liverpool at plus two hundred is also an interesting value bet for a future there. So have at it. Those are some fun ones. Beautiful. A lot of good ones. Beautiful. 
to get in on oh, Patrick, uh, this year. It just it just hit in this exact moment. I don't know why it took the district for this to happen, but when you started rattling off what you saw in week one, it just went, by God, we're five days out. Yep. Or, yep. There's some fun games. There's some fun games. Try to cuck us with the schedule again, James. Mm-hmm. Opening opening game on the road. Win but some more. We're ready for it. See you at the sports book, Vegas. Ooh, Instagram live from the book, Patrick. You got to do it for the fans. Yeah, sure enough. Got to re-download the app. I'll do it for you. It's breaking my mental health, oh, but well, so is Arsenal. So love it. Just to say what's worse. Prem heads. Hopefully, this is a short measure of making up for our wrongs. It's been it's been a light summer content wise, but we are back in full force and we're doing a marathon. So just to give you a little taste of what you missed. Old school Prem to La Prem style. Patrick, great having you back here, buddy, for the first episode. And we are gonna roll right in to the Match Week 1 recap next week. Till next time, Prem Little Prem, signing off. What's going on, Prem Heads? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem Head. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem Little Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem Little Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem Little Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.